Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, our final race reactions of the year for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, which brought us, you know, just a typical Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. You know, it, in a way, they're quite a good way to finish the year because, you know, it's you just kind of know what you're going to get. There's very rarely any huge chaos, but sometimes... That's what you want. Before we get into everything, make sure you like and subscribe, because even though F1 is over, this channel will still keep on churning out the top quality content that you've come to know and love from the Stop and Go F1 YouTube channel, including lots of videos coming up in December, through into the new year, and then you know, the back end of January, we'll be ready doing the livery reveals again, then back end of February, we'll be doing the testing rundowns, and then we'll be back in Bahrain for another race review. It'll go as quick as you like. Who'd have thunk it? Anyway, uh, before we get into the actual race itself, firstly, I told you I was going to wear a tie. I found the ugliest tie I could on the online. And here it is, my F1 tie for the final race of the year. Very respectful, I uh, I think. Um but yes, for another thing I have to say before we get into the actual race, and you know, we'll get to the race in a second, don't you worry. Yes, thank you to everyone who's been watching the content all throughout the year. This has been the first season for the channel, and I think I said on the preview video on um, uh, Friday that I really didn't expect this channel to really go anywhere. I just, I'm just doing it for fun, really. But to get over a thousand subscribers, and I think we're na nearly at 300,000 views in the year, which is insane. And yes, a lot of feedback I've had has been very nice. I know some feedback I've had has been like, you know, you should do this. And it's just things I've never thought of before and has improved the channel as well. So thanks to everyone for getting involved with the channel this season. I hope you'll stick with us throughout the off-season and into next year. But enough of all that rubbish now. It's time to talk about racing and the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. So it was Max Verstappen on pole, Charles Leclerc alongside. You had Stroll, Sainz and Bottas starting on the hard tyres. Everyone else going on to the mediums. And as we get away, Max does lead, while further behind, Lando Norris gets ahead of George Russell. But Charles Leclerc actually has a very good start and is all over the back of Max Verstappen. He battles him down into turn six, but isn't able to get past there, goes down the other straight, isn't able to get past there. I thought then Max would start to get a bit of a lead, and he did ever so slightly, but the clerk kept him reeled in for a few laps at the start of the race. Um, Perez passes Hamilton up into P9. Uh, we get a replay. Perez, sorry, Hamilton actually went off the track and gained a position on lap one. Um, the commentary said, oh yeah, that was Hamilton giving the place back, but I don't think it was. I think it was Perez taking the place. Uh, on lap five, Norris is past Piastri. They didn't show this on camera, I don't think. So I don't know if it was a team order or a legitimate move. I imagine on lap five, it would have been a legitimate move from Norris. TV direction, not great once again here in Abu Dhabi. Kevin Magnussen pits on lap six, because, you know, how could we go this year without... Uh, the Haas burning up its tyres really quickly one last time. Uh, Russell versus Piastri for P4 was a lot of fun. Uh, that starts on lap 7. 
Uh, Ricardo was into the pits on lap eight. A tear-off had uh, got stuck in his brake duct. And really, from here, he made a decent recovery. But I don't think we saw the full potential of the car or from him just because this kind of messed up their strategy entirely. Uh, only eight laps into the race. Uh, we get a little lock-up from Piastri into turn six. This opens the door for Russell to get through on the next straight up into P4. Uh, further down, Perez is making his way back through the grid uh, up to P8 from Gasly. Uh, then we have the first of kind of the when the pit stops were supposed to happen, the non-early pit stops. Alonso pits lap 13, Piastri 14, Zhou 14, and Hulkenberg 14, all onto the hard compound tyres. Piastri locks up again. Alonso is right behind him at this point. Uh, a couple more stops now for Norris and Russell. Norris leading the way as they go into the pits, but a very slow stop from McLaren. 5.1 seconds, meaning that Russell's able to overtake through the pit lane. You know, McLaren have been on it on their pit stops all year. They set the record for the new fastest pit stop. I don't really remember them having many messy pit stops at all this year. So a bit of a downer to end this year with probably what could be their worst one of the year. Um, Hamilton taps the rear end of Gasly. Gasly had a big lock-up into turn six, and Hamilton just went into the back of him, had a slight damage on the front wing, but didn't seem to cost him that much, really. Uh, hard to tell. He said initially that it did, but his pace was still relatively good throughout the race. Um, Hamilton, Ocon and Sargent then all pit on lap 16. Hamilton does not change the rear wing. It wasn't damaged enough to take the hit on the time in the pit stop. Uh, Verstappen pits from the lead on lap 17 for the hard compound tyre. And Albon also follows him into the pits on lap 17 for the hard compound. Leclerc is in on lap 18 as is Gasly and Perez. At this point, Yuki Tsunoda is leading the race. The second time ever that a Japanese driver has led an F1 race. And also on Franz Tost's final race weekend, he gets to see his car go around for a few laps in uh, P1. Great uh, race weekend from Yuki Tsunoda. Really, really good stuff. Um, further back, though, Ricardo, Hamilton and Bottas are battling for P11 on uh, lap 23. And then we get Yuki into the pits and Stroll into the pits. Interestingly, Sonoda started on the medium, Stroll started on the hards. They both pit at the exact same time to pit for the hard tyres. Magnussen pits for a second time on lap 23, and then Sainz pits on lap 24 for the hard compound tyres. But he's gone hard hard, meaning that he will have to stop again. This was when his race took an even worse turn. He had a bad weekend as it was. It got even worse from this one pit stop here. He really should have gone for the mediums, maybe, because I think Ferrari got into their heads, you know, there's a 40% chance of a safety car happening at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. We'll just wait for the safety car to come in. Science can come into the pits. We'll get him in and out again. Bish, bash, bosh. Off we go. But no, there was no safety car, and Sainz was just waiting and waiting and waiting, and I have no idea what happened to him at the end. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, Perez sailed past Piastri for P5. Stroll passes Ricardo for P10. Valtteri Bottas finally pits on lap 30. Uh, he uh, was, I think he was one of the ones who started on the hards. Yes, he was. My phone is going off. What the hell is going on in the world? Yeah, Bottas uh, pits lap 30 from the hards to the uh, mediums so yeah not a great one for Valdry Bottas who was just left out to die on those tyres and just going backwards and backwards and backwards Gasly pits lap 33 for the hards slow start for him 4.1 
Alpine, my God, what is going on at this team? So Gasly, well, on the initial pit stops, Gasly was ahead of Ocon, but they brought Ocon in first, so Ocon got the undercut on his own teammates. Gasly kicking off, going, why are you doing this? Then we go to the second stops, they pit Gasly first. So they basically just screwed both of their drivers. Uh, Alpine things, really, really great. I don't know what's going on there. I still don't know who the team principal is. They've, they've sacked Otmar. Uh, at Spa, and no one has a clue who's running the asylum at Alpine at the minute. Uh, Norris pits on lap 34 for Hards, Hulkenberg pits, as does Russell on lap 35. Russell comes out just six temps ahead of Lando Norris, uh, but Lando on the warmer tyres. Uh, Leclerc pits on lap 36, as does Hamilton. Then we get a great little battle of Leclerc, Russell and Lando, who are all very close to each other. And it also just so happens Lance Stroll is in the middle there too, because he hasn't pit yet. So you have these three guys who are battling for, like, P2. Then in the middle, Stroll's just there, trying desperately to get out the way. Stroll massively helps Russell, though, because when uh, Russell came out of the pits on cold tyres, Lando was behind him on warm tyres, but Russell was able to get that DRS from from Stroll to have a bit more defence, otherwise Lando would have just gotten past him pretty easily there. Uh, further down, Piastri and Alonso pits on lap 37 for the hard compound tyres. Esteban Ocon, Alpine things getting worse here, he goes from P8 to P10 in one corner, losing positions to both Piastri and Carlos Sainz. Now, um, I don't fully know what happened here, but Hamilton accuses Alonso of brake testing him. Uh, Alonso is under investigation for erratic driving. There's no further investigation to this in the end, but Alonso came out of the pits ahead of um, Hamilton, and then it did seem like he slowed down and went off the track a bit, but I initially thought that he was trying to get, like, a to cut in onto the straight to try and get a better exit. Hamilton says that he was brake testing him. I'll have to see the replay again because I'm not fully sure what happened there, but the stewards didn't think anything was awry with that one. Uh, Perez and Stroll pit on lap 43. Perez to the hards, Stroll to the mediums. Verstappen pits from the lead on lap 44 for the hards. Now, Hamilton is noted for a pit stop infringement. Now, this happened a lot as we went on. I think Verstappen had one as well, and maybe Joe and Sargent. There was a few names that popped up for pit stop infringements. Apparently, what this was was their pit crew not wearing the correct gear. So apparently didn't have the goggles on or didn't have the gloves on. Um, now, that should not result in a time penalty. It should probably result in a fine. But, yeah, a bit of an interesting one going in there because I've never seen that happen before. Further down the grid, Alonso and Sainz are battling on lap 44. Alonso able to get past him on lap 46 for P. Eight. Uh, Perez now is going after Norris for P4, and they touch. Now, initially, I believe this to just be a kind of a racing incident. Perez came alongside. He did break very late going into the corner. He didn't leave Norris too much room, but I think there was just enough. Uh, they, Norris kind of comes in and hits him, then goes off the runoff area. I thought that was kind of a textbook um racing incident if i'm honest with you if anything it reminded me a lot of las vegas last weekend when max came down the inside of george and kind of broke a bit late but got through and in that instance george gets the penalty in this instance perez gets the penalty and that for me is very inconsistent because as much as maybe george did more damage last weekend than lando and perez did here 
for me, it's kind of a very similar incident with two very different outcomes. I don't think Perez deserved a penalty here. If anything, I thought it was a racing incident. Um, I think, you know, they both got away with nothing there. I I would call BS on that penalty personally. I think there was no need for that. Anyway, though, uh, this is when the, all the pit stop infringements come out. Perez gets the penalty. We'll discuss that. Uh, Perez then is on one. He's passed Russell for P3 on lap 54. Sainz finally pits on lap 57 of 58 for the soft compound tyres, but he's just done at this point. Leclerc then lets Perez through on purpose so he can try and build a lead uh, so he can get a five second gap so that uh, Russell does not get P3 and Ferrari can secure P2 of the championship. This was kind of launched a little bit too late and for it to be fully realised, I think Leclerc would have had to go back and slow down George but slow down him enough so that Leclerc still gets the five seconds so that he's within Perez, but George doesn't. So that would have required some incredible intricacy of slowing down George Russell, and I don't think it was ever realistically going to work. But there you go. We crossed the line. I say we. Apparently, Sainz didn't. Sainz pits on lap 57 for the softs, but on the last lap, it says that he retired. He has pulled into the pits. I have no idea what happened here. Science's weekend is a whole conundrum. I haven't got a clue. Uh, Magnussen was 19th, Bottas 18th, Joe 17th, Sargent 16th, Hulkenberg 15th, uh, 14th for Albon, Gasly 13th, Ocon 12th, Ricardo. Good recovery from 11th, especially with you know not great qualifying and with the uh, tear off in the brake duct as well. Uh, Stroll gets a point in 10th. Hamilton has a weekend to forget again uh, in 9th. Also. I don't know if you follow BBC Sport on Twitter, but my God, they were brutal. It was like a second after the race ended and BBC Sport put out a graphic that says Hamilton wins 2022-0, Hamilton wins 2023-0. It's like, Jesus Christ, BBC Sport. You know, give it a break. Give it like at least an hour until after the race is done. Yuki Tsunoda has a fantastic drive to finish in eighth and secure driver of the day. Fernando Alonso is 7th, which means he secures 4th in the Drivers' uh, Championship by countback. Piastri is 6th, Norris is 5th. Perez, he, on the road, he finishes 2nd, but due to that penalty, which, as I've said, I do not agree with, he finishes 4th. Russell gets only his 2nd podium of the year, coming home in 3rd. Charles Leclerc, who's had a fantastic end to the season. The last uh, 4 races or so, you know, Brazil, not really his fault. He had a good qualifying. Uh, but yeah, he's really turned it up. I mean, his season this year, we'll talk about it more. We'll do like a full season driver ratings at some point, maybe next week. And, um, you know, his start of the year was awful. And I've, I was slated him quite badly at the start of the year. But his end of the year here has been fantastic. And if he can take this form into next year and Ferrari can really work on that car... Uh, you know, we're in for some real fun with Charles Leclerc next year. I think Ferrari have been very much underrated because, you know, the last three or four races in a row, Leclerc started on the front row. Their uh, upgrade packages have been very subtle, but have actually brought them quite a bit of speed to the point where Ferrari have been the second fastest team for the last few races and no one's really noticed. It's been a fantastic job for them. We'll see what they can do next year. And of course it is Max Verstappen who wins the race, his 19th win of the year. 
which is unbelievable, even more unbelievable. He led 1,003 laps this year. Insanity. Uh, you know, yes, in terms of F1 seasons, the ones that everyone always remembers are the ones where, you know, you have people, multiple people going for the title, such as your 2021 or your 2012, 2010, 2016, whatever you want to do in, like, more modern history. But, you know, every now and again you get a season like this, which is like a Schumacher 2004 or a Vettel 2013, you know, a Mansell 92. The seasons that just turn up and it's just, this guy is the best, and this car is the best, and they're going to dominate and show everyone what they're all about. I doubt we will ever see a season like this again from Max Verstappen. He will go on to win more titles. I am My early bet is he'll probably uh, have a very good year next year, and probably win that one with ease as well. But I don't think he will ever, ever see a season like this ever again. With 19 wins, a 1,000 laps led. This is unbelievable statistics. And, you know, I don't really care if you like him or not. You've got to just respect the numbers that he's put in this year. It has been insane. And it's been great to watch. Uh, next year, like I said, I don't think we're going to have some kind of massively close championship, if I'm honest with you. Uh, I think it'll be closer, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Max ran away with it again because he is just that good and Red Bull is just that good. So there you go. That is the 2023 season done. Like I said, we'll have driver ratings out tomorrow. And then I think on Friday I'll be doing my full year driver ratings. So we'll take the score that I've given every driver for every race and I'll give you my rankings. There's a few surprises in there as well. I looked at it uh, last weekend after Las Vegas, and like even in the top five, there's a few people who even I thought, oh, I didn't expect to see them up there, but they were. My goodness. Right, so all that and more to come. Some really great, fun videos planned for you in December over the Christmas period. Then some good stuff coming up in January as well. Then, like I said... Once you get to January, you're in livery reveal season and then you're going into the testing and all the fun of the fair starts all over again. Thank you very much for watching this video and watching this year. Until next time, have a good one. See you later. Goodbye.